2: Left-hand side sweeps it in inside from Maris, looking to turn inside the centre circle. Does well to spread it across to the advancing Elliot Hewitt. Forward to the feet of Lapsley, who scored twice on Saturday and won goal of the round on an online poll earlier this week. Finds Stirk first-time ball out wide left to McLaughlin. Heavy control, but keeps it under control and goes back to Stirk. Mansfield build again, and Penn Carlisle in the Carlisle half. Maris driving forward centrally now. He's got options wide right if he can find him, brilliant, and he's found brilliant. Harry Charles to it to the box. Can Charles get a ball in? Pulls it back to Hewitt.
4: First time He's, he's in, in here, he's in. Right face he's in. in there. And five in there. Stephen McLaughlin heads in. A beautiful header. Mansfield Town 1. Carlisle United 0. We saw a fantastic team goal on Saturday at Doncaster Ravers. And Lee Wilson, as the clock strikes six minutes,
1: we've just seen one more. Absolutely fantastic play. Put, you know, they must have kept the ball
2: for 20 passes before. Great ball from Maris Hart White. That was the story of Tuesday night, as number three Steve McLaughlin put three points on the board for Mansfield Town. But can the Stags continue their epic winning run as they take on Salford City at the One Course Stadium on Saturday afternoon tonight? Myself, Nathan Edge, and Sir Alan Wilson will look back on Saturday's game, on uh, Tuesday's game rather, and look ahead to Saturday's game. And talk all about the importance of the power of three. Three points and the number three, Steve McLaughlin. And lots, lots of other stuff mixed in in between here on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. If you're watching the live feed, get involved now and have your say on your team. ago, it was a very weird feeling because we couldn't seemingly buy a win for anything. And yet, the Stags are on absolute fire. One defeat in their last, what, eight games with seven wins. It's an absolutely incredible feeling as we head towards Christmas. It feels like Santa has already been. But we want him to keep coming again and again and again and for Mansfield Town to climb that League Two table. Joining me to look back on Tuesday night's victory Um, over Carlisle United we've got the regular Mr Nathan Edge good evening good evening Craig good evening everyone and the super sub Sir Alan Wilson who I'm sure took great delight in saying goal scorer for the Stags Mansfield Towns number three Stephen McLaughlin. you're right
5: there Craig I certainly did good evening everybody
2: Fantastic stuff. Great to have you along with us as always. Get involved in the chat and have your say on your team. Mr. Wilson, we'll start with you because it's been a a few weeks or so since we last had you on when all five of us were here. No Clive tonight. He's playing the part of the Elf. And uh, Mr Felton is playing the part of a sheep, but we won't talk about that. Um, Alan, you know, we are on such a great run at the moment. And I think out of all the games we've played recently, Tuesday night's result was the most hard fought, yet most thoroughly deserved of them all so far.
5: Yeah, it was a very good win, Craig, for two two reasons, particularly. One, because we got the early goal yet again, and we always seem to do well when we score an early goal. And the second one was the battling performance Because we didn't play particularly well in the second half Although, fair credit to them, you know, they put us under the cosh But uh, we ground it out And I thought Elliot Hewitt deserved a mention with O'Toole on Tuesday night I thought them two were immense
2: yeah, and again, that comes from moving into the back three. We were, I sort of, yeah. again, called it wrong in the pre-match when I read the teams out because the lineups, again, suggested we go with a back four. But Clough stuck with that back three, Nathan. And do you know what? It, it seems to be working for us now, and we are really finding that groove. And like Alan says, Elliot Hewitt, John Joe Tull in particular, absolutely fantastic. And it was only a couple of months ago where some fans... Maybe us included at some points. We're offering to drive Elliot Hewitt back to Grimsby. Well, thank goodness we didn't. Thank goodness we broke down.
6: Absolutely. Um, I think it goes to show, doesn't it? Sometimes, as, as fans, we can be very judgmental and and probably judge players and managers over, over too short of a period. So, uh, you know, uh, um, Nigel Clough probably proved a few people and, and shut Shushed a few critic crickets. I can't talk today. Are you all right? <laughs> you all I'm right? like, on, so my words aren't coming, right, coming out right now.
2: Shushed uh, you know what, a few mate, critics. Mate, there Nath, we go. Uh, Nathan, sorry, sorry. Shocking! that's shocking. <laughs>
6: Cheers, I knew that was coming at one point. Um, yeah, so, Nigel's done that, and I think Hewitt's done the same. So, uh, you got to give them credit where credit's due. Hopefully, Richard and Artie were the next one to... To do the same, you know, he's one that's been uh criticized a little bit in the short amount of time, so mm. he might prove to be good going forward. Nice to see him back on the bench. Um, but but yeah, uh, Elliot Hewitt in particular, the last few well, the last it's been happening for weeks, hasn't it? Really, I think since that initial first couple of games, he's sort of consistently got better and better. And um, we've said now, if, if, if even when Gordon's available, you can't see him being moved out of that out of that position unless they're both on the pitch.
2: Yeah, it's very much that thing of um, settling into a club, finding your groove, finding your rhythm. And you've got to remember as well, I think, you know, at the, at the start, Hewitt was playing in different positions every week and that just makes it makes it harder. And you mentioned Kel Gordon there, Nathan Alan. You know what? If, if he can get himself fit and available, Jesus Christ, can you imagine our right-hand side? Because right wing-back, the way we're playing at the minute, the way we're setting up, that suits Kel and Gordon to an absolute T.
5: Well, it'll be perfect foil for the other side as well, won't it? McLaughlin and uh, Quinn, because they're awesome together. And I'll put Barry on the end of that as well when he plays the left-hand side. Because, like I say, Kellen Gordon, we've said that before, I'd like to see him have a go at defenders and that. It might just be the uh, chance to do it when he's fit and ready. As always, get your comments in and have your say on your team. Rogers kicked us off
2: tonight and says there was some soppy, sloppy play. I'm at it now. Some sloppy play at times, giving the ball away. Stags need better players back. Uh, Stags need players back soon. Oates, Hawkins, and Johnson. Saturday will be a sturdier test. If players come back, it's a definite win. Of course, yeah, that's something which we, we've not taken into account. You know, we still have players missing. We had loads of defenders missing ages ago when we were struggling. We've got more of them back now than we can count. Um, can count, but we are missing strikes a little bit. And to be honest, uh, Alan, when I saw the lineup on um, Tuesday night, I was a little bit worried because Ollie Hawkins suspended, Danny Johnson still injured. He's probably about another couple of weeks away. Nigel Clough told me after the uh, the Doncaster game that he might be back available for Forest Green, but he won't have had match minutes. Um, yeah. And Reece Oates injured as well, which just left Jordan Bowery. And whilst he's a, a, an excellent player. He's decent everywhere, but up front, and, and that's without, I, I, that's not being harsh. That's just, he just doesn't have the pace and the the ability to close down as much as what Resotes does, and we we did miss him. I did fear
5: that we would miss that a little bit on Tuesday. I, I was the same, Craig. But uh, when you look at the battling midfielders we've got, and I do like Maris moving up into that position. You know that position further forward, just behind, whether it's him or Lats play, you know, whichever one plays that position. But we've got the midfielders that just don't seem to bother. They don't worry, do they? They're just mm. passing the ball. And it, it is at times, it's just, I know it's to coin a phrase, but it's like watching Brazil when they start is. passing the ball and that is just great to watch. It is incredible
2: to watch at times. And the proof was in the pudding, Nathan. This is what will, you know, I imagine you know we we joke and have tongue in cheek about you not being able to see the game and things like that and i imagine goals like that where we pass the ball 17 18 passes that's when you're most frustrated because you're just willing it to go back into the back of the net
6: i think it saves anybody really but um, i mean the first if we go talk about you know if on tuesday the first 6 minutes i thought we was literally picking up from where we left off against yeah. against doncaster with that you know we scored that that incredible third goal there uh you know which has been Shared everywhere. We've, we've had pundits on uh, on, the, on the FA Cup highlight show saying that yeah, that won't go go missing the new camp. We've had all sorts of you know praise for that, and and I thought we were going to continue that like that. And then we are going, you know it wasn't as, a, as as such as a sexy goal on on Tuesday night, but as as um, you know, was mentioned in the commentary, there was a, such a great build up to it. Um, you know, a good minute of possession, lots of different players getting the ball, passing it around, moving. Um, we, you know, and, and finally finished off with a great delivery and a and had header from the only one marker. So um, you know, oh, go. <laughs> it was. I'm, I'm sad. Cam isn't here. Thomas <laughs> arguing, but but it, it was one of those moves where you just thought, you know, we're going to continue in the same vein. But I, I also agree with uh, with what I think it was Roger in the in the comments said that unfortunately, after that we did become incredibly sloppy, and it was almost as if we thought, you know, what this this is easy now. We can continue playing this sort of game and. We don't have to really focus as much, we, and I think we took we went down a couple of gears. Uh, we 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 started being sloppy, which then gave Carlisle a lot of confidence and a lot of sort of hope. Um, and and it unfortunately was something we didn't really recover for for the rest of the game. So yeah, there's a big sort of um, downer there in the sense of performance, but that was completely wiped out by the fact virtue that we came away with three points. And you say a couple of months ago that that would not have happened. We would have we'd have lost that or, you know, bare minimum drew it. And we are lucky, but at least we got the three points. And that's the difference between our sort of
2: character and team at the moment. The important thing, Alan, was the fact that we started so well. And Nigel Clough would have made that clear to them because after, you know, such an energetic and uh, a game in the conditions that were played at, at Doncaster, where, you know, there was rain, wind, You know, energy from from the fans that does take a lot out of you, and then to go again quickly in the league is is always difficult. So the the fact we started so quickly and got that early goal would have been exactly what Nigel Clough asked for.
5: Yeah it be, it've been looking for that like I said before in the you know when you've been doing the commentary and whatever been listening whenever Stags start well and score a goal early you know within the first 10 minutes or so they just generally play a lot better but I did notice one thing that uh, caught my eye on uh, Tuesday night in the second half especially probably 60 minutes onwards when Bishop was kicking the ball you know it it wasn't getting as far so the wind must have been you know quite quite stronger than what it was in the first half, if you like. And that might have played into their hands a little bit.
2: Yeah, there was certainly a couple of occasions. I remember when uh, we had goal kicks, he was trying to put the ball on the edge of the six yard line and just quite yeah. blowing backwards. And yeah. that just showed you how heavy it was. And I remember sort of Nigel Clough sort of saying to us, you know, off off air, if you like, on, on Tuesday night, in before the, the post-match, that it was so difficult out there. We, we did struggle mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't always go your way. But again, I think that's testament to our defensive performance. We'll touch upon that more um in a second. But let's go to a few more of your guys' comments. Keep them uh coming in. Definitely want to hear them tonight. Get have your say on your team. We'll talk oh two oh two. I'm yeah. contagious yeah. even
6: virtually. <laughs> hey, where are you, Drew? Wow. No. <laughs> Thank God you're here, yeah, oh, do what, you what?
2: <laughs> what I'm gonna blame it on is now that I'm having to do more <laughs> broadcast talking. So that's that's my excuse.
6: I mean, that's the worst excuse ever.
2: I mean, that should be improving your language skills, but whatever. Yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> Roger says it was a battling performance, especially uh, last 10 minutes, and a, uh, we was lucky, but it's a win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gary says we've seen so many games where we've played well, but not got the deserved win. I will gladly take a win when we haven't played well. Sometimes it's the battling that counts and gets you a win. Also, I believe you do need luck as we are certainly getting good luck now instead of bad luck. Yeah, they hit the crossbar a couple of times. Uh, had one deflected off the line off their own player, that sort of thing as well. Uh, Richard says, we missed Oates's physical presence and work rate, absolutely. Uh, Roger says, Hi. Harry Charlie had a great chance to go uh, two up first half, and McLaughlin put in a great cross in which nobody got to. Very difficult conditions to play in though. Uh, Richard says, uh, Oates uh, put so much into each game, chasing down. It's not just It's not surprising he's getting a couple of knocks. What has impressed me most, though, over the last few games is Nigel's formation changes, how he has a plan A, plan B, plan C. He's totally prepared to be fluid and less rigid with formations and giving players a bit more freedom, which they seem to be enjoying. That's a very good point, Alan. And do you know what? Whilst you know Nigel Clough has been keen to tinker and has certainly done it do so, we've played three or four different formations um, at Doncaster and sort of, especially when we're under the cost, sort of sit back in our banks of four and everything – one thing for me is actually he's now got the personnel to be able to do it. And a lot of that comes through John Joe O'Toole, who we mentioned at the top of the show alongside Hewitt, he's been absolutely phenomenal since he he he's come in.
5: Yes, I'd agree with that. And also with the, the gentleman saying about the A, B and C plans, Nigel, I don't think he has a problem now because the players are confident in whatever they're doing. It's because of the winning streak. I think if we'd have been struggling like we were before, that's probably why he stayed a little bit rigid and he didn't try things tinkering. Like you said, we've got players off on the sidelines, we've got suspensions, but as players come back and that, players are getting confident, plus the fact while they've got the shirt on the bank, they're not going to want to lose it. So I know they'll put 100, 100% in anyway, but they might be just giving that 10% extra to keep the shirt.
2: Richard adds, also Garner conducting the crowd in injury time and the fans' reaction made me proud uh, of support because some weeks it's been tough. Yeah, you obviously get a good view of the dugouts, Alan, um, from yeah. your position in your little PA box. Um, which should be called the Sir Alan Wilson suite, by the way. Um, but uh, <laughs> should be renamed after you. So 30 years, it's a long time. Yeah, um, I know. I know. Um, but, you know, how important is that? Because obviously we had the dugouts moved years ago. Now it seems in eternity turn to ago when Steve Evans moved them across and it got an instant reaction. Um, when David Flitcroft were there and carried that on, you know, it, it continued. It dropped a little bit with Dempster. But when you're playing well and you've got, um, the home support behind you, and you've got the management and the coaching staff really sort of riling them up. That makes a key difference, not just for us as supporters, but also psychologically on the visiting team.
5: Well, I had a, I had a, <laughs> I had a word with Andy Garner on Saturday before the game when I was uh, getting all my script and everything from Steve out. And I said to him, I says I like the dancing and singing, by the way, Andy, from Saturday at Doncaster. He says, I oh, know, I think I should be on strictly. <laughs>
2: Oh dear. Could you imagine? Oh, be that? be great.
5: yes, it is good to see them getting involved, I must admit. I do like that.
2: It does feel now, Nate, that after so long we are starting to get that club feeling and starting to feel like we're back again, which is sort of ironic given what's happened in the news this week. But um, you know, it's taken such a long time because whilst he was manager last season, obviously we, we as fans couldn't go. Then it started this season, we had the good couple of results early doors, which was sort of sowing the seed then the bad run hits which makes it difficult for fans to sort of engage with it but now we're seeing that passion we were very critical during that period when you know they weren't appreciating the fans and um it was sort of being sort of written off but now it's starting to come together all the players seem passionate all the fans seem passionate it feels like we're all coming together as one now which is long long overdue and that's having an impact too.
6: Yeah, I think um, yeah you talked about that sort of rough patch hmm. there. I think there was frustration from us as supporters, but I think it was probably also well. I say think I'm pretty certain it would have been also been there for for Clough and the and the staff and, and the team as well. So you know it, it it probably more came across a little bit worse than what it what, what it may be, maybe maybe was if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I know I know it was a lot of the frustration was after that Northampton game, was it? Where there wasn't much yeah appreciation shown towards the fans when it was a good travelling, but Again, the same, the same, the same breath. I remember saying afterwards that you know that the fans were giving the manager some sticks. You kind of some, some in some ways understand why it might not go over after that sort of game. So frustrations were high, but like you say, all that seems to have changed. And it's with the performances improving, hmm. players coming back, and obviously results improving. You know, incredibly, it's not in the. It's not just the fact that we've uh, you know only lost one in the last eight. It's also the fact that we've won seven. There's not, there's no draws in there it's yeah. um you know we, there's a lot of wins there which has really sort of got us away from the danger zone which is given the fans a bit more obviously a bit more comfort and uh uh you know we're not not as panicky as we, as we were, once were and it'll be the same for the players and like it's like alan said earlier confidence uh in the squad that enables the, the the players and the managers to to try different things to to get more you know get better results and get better performances so uh we all seem to come together as a as a, as a club which is Fantastic to see, and I just I just want to add as well. I don't think that a cup run can be underestimated of what that can do to that sort of togetherness, sort of, mm-hmm. uh,
2: between you know, yeah.
6: both fans and the team cohesion.
2: Yeah, what do you make of that draw, Alan? Because you know, it, and that because Nathan's right, a, a cup run is great not just for, for for team cohesion and team bonding, but also financially rewarding as well. And winning breeds confidence, regardless of whether it's the FA Cup pizza slice trophy league two
5: or a friendly on a Tuesday night against rain with miners welfare. I'd agree wholeheartedly with what Nathan said. It, it can only be a good thing. And I think it's a decent draw because it's certainly a winnable game. They're about ninth, I think in the championship. So mm. they, I mean, they're not bad, but they're not pulling too many trees up and uh, it's on the day. If we play to our potential, I don't think they hold any fears at all. I think what was actually quite good about
2: the, the, the draw and I know we mentioned this a little bit on Monday when we did the reaction, but um, I just get your reaction, Alan. That it's it's not a high profile tie. It's a good draw against a good yeah. opposition, but it's not one of those which goes, "Oh bloody hell, Mansfield have got uh, Man United, Mansfield have got Man City at home." It's or, or a Liverpool like it was back in 2013. It, it's the sort of tie which goes under the radar. And for Mansfield having that game on the Tuesday night, that's great because my fear was we draw somebody like Liverpool, Chelsea you know, Arsenal or or whoever. And that's all we'd be talking about. That's all the focus would be. But there's such a long time between now and then that the focus had to be back on
5: League Two. And that's what that draw did for us. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because uh, like we said before, Middlesbrough are a decent side. They'll bring a decent following. But it's, it's not nothing we should worry about. You know, and let's get through this one. Let's get some more coffers in the pot for Mister Radford, and then let's get on to the fourth. Because obviously there'll be half as many teams in again, and the chance of a bigger team then is, you know, it should be acceptable. We and can, for me, I don't fear them at all.
2: Yeah, and for me, a good cup run actually isn't round three. A good cup run's actually round if you can get to round four or beyond. Because a League Two side actually of our calibre should actually be expected to get to 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 round three because you, you, you should because be winning it. Yeah, FA Cup. Yeah, all right. Oh, dear.
7: That worries me tremendously. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear.
2: Uh, anyway, um, let's move back to uh, to Carlisle. We'll get some reaction from Nigel Clough and George Lapsley in a minute uh, after this comment from Callum, who says, Evening, guys. Don't they say a sign of a good team is playing badly but still winning? A battling performance, nevertheless. We set the standard now. Let's stick to it. We've still got Oates, Johnson and Hawkins to come back. Um, only up from here yeah of course those three to come back up top plus we've got you know a couple more to come back in at the back um, as well Kel Gordon like we mentioned earlier in eighth also Richard Narty was back on the bench on on Tuesday night as well he's there be interesting to see what the situation is with uh, Will Forrester as well Um, so yeah we've got players to come back and to bolster that squad even further which just gives Clough's more options to, to tinker and to play and to to push forward,
6: yeah. I mean, I would, fingers crossed. I don't know if you've got any uh, news on Will Forrester. Obviously, probably too soon after the match, anyway. To yeah, know, it was, but yeah. it did seem a bit, uh, yeah, you know, quite sort of quite upset with the with the injury, didn't he? So, mm-hmm. as if he sort of knew what it was straight away, which is always well, a bit of concern sometimes. Well, Nigel and... Clough
2: said that he, that when he went into the dressing room, <coughs> when he came off, Forrester said that he felt he thought he'd heard his ankle click, but. Since he was, but then between then and going into the dressing room, he'd, he's starting to doubt himself because it doesn't right. feel like he heard it click. So it'll be one which Hopefully is a assessed.
0: View,
2: yeah, yeah. And so I that,
6: think... that was a concern. The player reaction when you see them sort of react in that sort of way. Um, I don't know how visible it was. I'm, I'm going for the, the only descriptive commentary, which obviously I listen to when I'm attending the matches at home. And and they were they, they were given quite a bit of detail on that, which, which I appreciate actually. Um, but they said he did seem, you know, a bit quite concerned with it. But um hopefully if that's the case, um and upon assessment, it's not as bad as it first looks. Because again, a player that's just started hitting a bit of football just got back in from injury and you know had a great game at, at at um at Doncaster. So um, you know, fingers crossed for him. But uh but yeah, I mean going on to the whole yeah, you know, the general thing obviously moving on to Saturday, Hawkins will be back, but the likes of Cal Gordon to come back as well. You know, I think um, when we do have a an off day like we did on Tuesday night, having those additional players in there like G Gordon's Oates, I think it's going to make that less likely to happen. And if it does, you've got more on the bench to also change it as well. So that was a bit of a concern again with Tuesday night is that. Yeah, you looked at the bench and there wasn't a, a great deal there. No, no disrespect to the mm. retirees and your your, your gales and, and so on, but there was. It wasn't like a couple of weeks ago, did it? When you could look at the bench and you had Harry Charlesley and, and Lapsley on there and uh, and and, and Oats or and, and so on. So uh, Danny Johnson, there's a lot of players still missing.
2: Um, and I do think. And do you know what? You, know uh, you know Sorry to cut you cut in, but do you know one we've we've completely forgotten, not even mentioned on that list? Well, James Ollie Lynch. Clark no, Ollie Clark I oh, <laughs> oh, sorry he's, he's still dropping from that cliff. No, um, no, yeah, oh. obviously another player <laughs> who was
6: who I think was missed on on Tuesday Sucking night. Shocking! That shocking! He he was missed. I've, I've said it. He was missed on on, on Tuesday night. But I'm just going to quickly say. I mean, I don't want to be too too negative on about Tuesday night because we obviously the, the bottom line is we we got the win. But I do feel against a better side, we may have been punished a bit more. You mm-hmm. know. Carlisle are struggling to score goals they've, they've, they've scored they' struggled to score in more well, than the top score on three so that's yeah 55 yeah, percent of their matches they haven't scored in yet so uh, and, and and they were unlock, unlucky on on Tuesday like I said we were quite fortunate but another game another team we could have been punished a bit more but end of the day that's who it was against on the night and I just think we'd better play well with more players to choose from it wouldn't be as uh I don't
2: think it would have made us such hard work of it Right, that's enough from us three uh, for now. Let's get some more reaction from the Stags camp after that 1 0 victory over Carlisle on Tuesday night. Keep your comments coming in because after this, we're going to hear, we're going to talk about John Joe O'Toole and Will Forrester, two players whose deals are up in January, but two players who are certainly impacting us uh, on us uh, at the moment as we uh, enjoy a very good run. First, though, let's head uh, pitch side to get some reaction from George Lapsley and first. Nigel Clough speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2. Three points on the board tonight, but it was one of those games, wasn't it,
7: where sometimes it doesn't matter how you win, as long as you do. That was the most important thing tonight. Uh, I think the effort and everything, the emotion that went into Saturday's win, pretty much the same lads back out there again tonight. Uh, You saw a lot of tired legs. Uh, I think physically and mentally, because it takes out, you know, big cup games, do take it out of you mentally as well. Uh, I thought we started for 30 minutes played as well as we have done, it. scored a very, very good team goal again and we needed that second goal and we couldn't quite get it and then ten minutes before half-time I thought they got back into it and then we're probably in the ascendancy after that. Yeah, You mentioned that team goal there again,
2: similar to Doncaster on Saturday, yep. excellent football once again and Steve McLaughlin must have had a nosebleed up there.
7: Yeah, well he was playing, so we started with the three centre-halves uh, and encouraged him to get forward, he's a very good uh, heading wise. So. Uh, he's ended up at the far post and, and, and headed it in, and it's won us the game. Uh, but I think the effort, despite us giving the ball away, I think that was down to fatigue as much as anything. Uh, gave it away too cheaply at times. Uh, but he can't sort of fault the effort of hanging on in there and protecting that one goal lead.
2: Now, research saw Ollie Clark tonight. Just give us a quick update on the two, if you wouldn't mind.
7: Yeah, Research got a dead leg on Saturday at Doncaster, uh, which is why he came off, and Ollie Clark felt his calf. Uh, late on in the game, which is why he came off. And uh, I think with Ollie Clark's history with his calf last season, uh, we've got to be careful with it. So I think they'll both be doubtful for Saturday. Should have Ollie Hawkins back. He's been ill and uh, also suspended tonight, uh, but he'll be back in the squad.
2: And when you miss a leader, you need others to step up. A couple did tonight. Stephen Quinn took the armband, but also in the middle of that back three, John Joe was
7: yeah. immense. I thought he was tonight. Uh, I thought he headed it, cleared it, and was as responsible as anybody for keeping the clean sheet. And also meaning that Nathan Bishop, for all their play, uh, didn't have too much to do tonight. And uh, I think he's, as he gets a little bit fitter as each game, because he didn't play for a few months, uh, I think he's looking more commanding. Uh, and I think he's in the air tonight. hardly saw him lose a header.
2: Final word on tonight before we move our attention to, to the weekend. Of course, uh, sometimes, like on Saturday, you need the twelfth man, and
7: boy, were they there again tonight? We needed it more than ever. You don't need it in, you know, Doncaster FA Cup with three up, uh, three one up away from home. Even at three two, we needed it tonight when we're uh, hanging on for our lives at one 0 uh, And honestly, we're urging the lads on from the sidelines. They're shattered, uh, and then they hear a little bit from the, you know, the few thousand crowd. And it really just lifts you. You saw Harry Charlesley getting a tackle in, you know, late on, George Lapsley. It's when they hear that encouragement and the, the roar from the crowd, it just gives them that extra yard.
2: Laps three points on the board tonight, and it doesn't matter how you win them, as long as you do.
8: Yeah, good three points. Uh, obviously, showed our how we can get on the ball a bit more in the first half, first half hour on the ball dictating it a bit but second half is just about digging in and making sure we didn't make any mistakes to get them three points.
2: Talk us through that opening goal because yet again from Mansfield, fluid football right across that midfield.
8: Yeah, it was due to playing at the minute to be fair, Uh, everyone wants it and we're just getting on it and passing it and I think we did that for like about half hour in the game and then they obviously switched to the diamonds, which gave us a few problems but uh, yeah, we're 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 alright, look at it and hopefully get back on it on Saturday.
2: You mentioned that Carlisle switch formation there, that's something which you guys have done lately as well, going with the three at the back. How are you finding that adaptation? Because it's given you a little bit more licence as well.
8: Yeah I know, I think with the formations it's just, it is what it is, isn't it? Sometimes I don't think you can put pin a performance down to a formation because it's just the fundamentals of the game. You've got to run hard and you've got to get on the ball, you've got to want the ball, you've got to tackle. So. Yeah, I can't. I can't restate the formations affecting
2: me much in the, the game to be fair. The pendulum is really swinging this season as well. We had a, r- a rough run of results, but lately it's been absolutely on fire, and that's coincided with some key bodies coming back. How important has been has that been? Not on the pitch, but off the pitch as a group.
8: Yeah, I think we've always believed in ourselves, even when we're going through that sticky patch. So, with the boys coming back, obviously the better players are out there, the more chances you've got to winning games. So. We've got a good squad and even the boys that have been playing have been doing well. So, yeah, we've got, if everyone's coming back fit now, uh, hopefully we should be in a good place coming to Christmas.
2: First time we've got to chat to you since that FA Cup brace as well. Could you have had
8: a hat-trick with that when you were onside in the first half? Uh, I was onside. I don't know Quinny was, when Quinny flicked it, he was 50-50, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I probably could have had a hat-trick elsewhere because Maris flashed it across the goal once and I could have got a goal there, so not all.
2: And an online poll as well as voted it goal
8: of the round. Yeah, I see that. To be fair, uh, I imagine the Manchester fans got behind me, so thank you for that. Well, we're up against your Chesterfield goal, so we I had to back that. it, didn't we? I saw that. It was 39% and then 38% for the Chesterfield goal, weren't it? So yeah, very, I'm thankful for that. Thank
2: you. Very much deserved though, as well. So uh, and as well, you know, we talk about the fans there. They were immense tonight as well as they were on Saturday. Does that help having that 12th man there, especially when you sort of backs her against the wall like they were tonight?
8: Yeah, massively. I think especially tonight I can highlight a moment it was like 85th minute our backs are to the wall and they're they're with us they're screaming yellows and you just think come on we've got five minutes get through this and then the five minute ball goes up and you're like oh we've got another five minutes but they're there backing us and yeah we're thankful for them so hopefully
2: we can keep bringing these results for them. George Lapsley and Nigel Clough speaking to me after the game for Mansfield 103.2, giving their reaction to that win on Tuesday night. And a little bit more from George Lapsley as well about his exploits in the FA Cup on Saturday. And, uh, you know, it was a thoroughly deserved um, vote, Alan, uh, to give George Lapsley goal of the round and made even more sweeter by the fact it was the the 1% over our our friends from down the road. And I can tell you that when I uh, said that to him, and when we were talking about that, he had a massive grin on his face. So maybe
5: Sir George Lapsley is on the on the cards. Ah, <laughs> uh, When I voted, I must admit the Chesterfield guy was in front of George. George was lagging behind a fair a fair bit. I would probably say as much as ten percent when I voted. But then when I looked on later on again, it had uh, you know it went neck and neck. So I really chuffed a bit because it was worthy uh, of the award because it was Alan- a cracking goal. Alan Wilson
2: leading the revolution as always. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about uh, O'Toole um, and uh, Forrester. Um, Obviously, both are out of, not necessarily out of contract, but both contracts and deals are up with the Stags in January. John Joe O'Toole signed on a uh, a short-term deal as a free agent, uh, whilst Forrester's lone spell—he's up. He's been played with injury, but he's been in the side um, of of late. And let's hope that the injury picked up on Tuesday night isn't uh, too much of a bad one because he he started to slot in well, hasn't he, Young Forrester?
6: Yeah, yeah. Sort of,
2: no, go on, go on, show
5: oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I mean, I've, I've already I've already touched on
6: Forrester early, so I'll I'll probably let you take that one, Alan. But I just just um, you have a point about John Joe or, 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 or Tool Craig. Um, for for me. Right now, if I was uh, David Sharp or, or the Radfords or uh, whoever, I don't care who, who who needs to ride it up, but, but get a contract on that table offered for him. Uh, and for me, I'll be making it an eighteen-month deal. I'd get him. I, I, it won't be the case. I think if we do, it'll be to the end of the season. Yeah. And I hope we at least do that. But for me, right now, I know he's uh, you know thirty-five or something like that. But <clears throat> that 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 to me. It doesn't seem to make much of an impact at all, um, especially for the type of player he's anyway. Um, but uh, I just think at the moment, I, I think it, get it, get him in the club, get him signed, and get him kept because I think we'd we'd miss him now big time.
2: I genuinely can't see Alan why he didn't have a club for six months because he he's incredible. He can play anywhere, centre mid, centre half, full back, obviously in the number ten role as well, like he used to for for
5: Northampton. He's such a good player. It's proved it hasn't he? It? and it's like this, we said uh, I think it was two weeks ago when I was on the Steve Needs chat really wanted to keep him didn't he? He told Nigel that, that uh, they just hadn't got the money or whatever you know and then obviously uh, it didn't happen but it's only been a bonus for us. Is uh, It's like Nigel said Tuesday, he didn't mention that uh, it's like he's took the perch role hasn't he? Yeah. Which is uh, you know he's done really well, fair play to him. I didn't when he first came, I must admit, I was a bit sceptical. You know, his age, I've seen him in the past. He's had good games, but it was his card demeanour that I didn't like. You know, I know he puts the tackles in, but to be fair fair to him, uh, I think he's only got booked once, hasn't he? And yeah, he's we, played uh, superb. Yeah, we said this on Tuesday
2: night as well in, in commentary, myself and Lee Wilson. Um, we were talking about how sometimes... Um, I think I, we. We, I can't remember what word I used it wasn't a word that I'm going to use now because I can't use that on live radio Slebrous. but no it wasn't sliverous. Um every team needs a bastard and that's what he is in, in the nicest yeah. possible way yeah. is that sort of player that gets under people's skin supporters and players alike but also he's got nouse, and that's what mm. you needed we saw it on Tuesday you know late on they just hit the bar um, they were really on top he wasn't injured he just went down Yeah, but going by going down and killing 30, 40, 50 seconds of a game that just stops that just allows their breathing to calm and it stops them from getting that adrenaline kick. It kills it dead. And I think had he not done that, I think they might have gone on and nicked it. But by killing the game for 40 seconds, Alan, it's just that little bit of experience, that little bit of tactical now, which gets us through. And like you say, it's that sort of thing which James Perch would have done.
5: Yeah, it's like, it's like we said before, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. He's proved that, hasn't he? So, I mean, it can only be good for him if, if, if he just keeps playing the way he is. Because, I mean, it's... I know for Andrew and Brazil, Dog likes him. Yeah, <laughs> Libby loves him. <laughs> if, uh, you know, if all the centre-backs are there, I can only see O'Toole being the first one on the sheet. And then, you know, you pick anyone from, well, with Hewitt at the side of him. And then it's anyone from, you know, either uh, Forrester or Rawson or Narty maybe when he comes in. You know, them two are the mainstays at the moment, I think. And it's proved it with the results.
2: And it's been built, Nathan Edge, around John Joe O'Toole. He's the centre pin of that back three at the moment, either with Hewitt or Rawson to the right of him, then Forrester um, to the left. It was interesting that he w- that uh, O'Toole himself went to the left of the three, um, when Forrester went off. But obviously, with Narty back in there as well, you know, it, it does that. And you know, like Rogers just said in the comments, it also allows Hawkins to go back up front and just give us yeah. another outlet.
6: Yeah, that's that's the, the the biggest thing for me. I think Hawkins going back up. Obviously, um, we 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 did well without him on on Saturday. Uh, obviously, when he was out with uh, you know with illness, but uh, obviously we knew he was going to be missing tonight due to due to the suspension. And but I think obviously we didn't know he was going to be without Oates tonight, and I think we missed him. Uh, and I don't mean that again in any disrespect necessarily to to, to Bari, but mm. um, I think Hawkins would have done offered us something a little bit different up there. Um, so so we missed him, and uh, I just think now at the moment, looking at that defense, even if Forest is out for a little bit. Um, we've still got Rawson, and, and a few few months ago, you'd have said he was our number one, uh, you know, first name on the team sheet for defence, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, with with him surprisingly sort of still on the bench, he's still there to come back into the team. Um, you know, I think we've got a a relatively stable back back two or back three or back four, whatever you, you want to call it, um, which which is great. It's just now uh, we've seems <laughs> got an issue on the on the opposite end of the. Pitch now up top, but we've managed to get through that at the moment. We're still getting goals from from midfielders, um, or and, and if we have to go and win a game one 0 and be scrappy, then 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 so be it. But that won't always be the case because these players are, will be coming back soon.
2: How imperative, uh, Alan, is getting John Joe O'Toole signed? Will Forrester, you know, that that one's by the by because we can get that loan e- extended. We can sort of look into that. But O'Toole, being a free agent, being out of contract, having played these games, got his fitness back up, he didn't really lose it anyway. Um, yeah. But having got those games and impressing those games, there will be other teams out there sniffing around for him. So how important is it that we get a contract signed, whether it's,
5: Eighteen months or more sensibly for me till the end of the season. I think it's a no-brainer, Craig. Personally, get him signed up till the end of the season. I think Nigel's. I mean, obviously, it, it, did he say he'd had him before at Burton? He had had him at he Burton. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, he knows what he's getting, and it, it was just his fitness that I think he's worried about. But he's proved himself that yeah. uh, there's, you know, it's like another Bishop isn't he, in the middle of the park. Bishop was thirty-six, but it could move like a twenty-year-old. So. It might not be the quickest, but like we say, it's up here. And that's what it's like. Same with James Perch. He was the same, not the yeah. quickest, yeah. but he reads the game, Craig. And that's where uh, his experience comes in. And it can only be a good thing. Get him signed yeah. up. And when you add Quinn into the mix
2: in terms of that experience, we we have that leadership and that nous all across the pitch, which is, you know, we, we missed it for the six games that. That Quinn was out, Nathan. You know, he took the captain's armband on, on Tuesday night in the absence of Ollie Clark and Ollie Hawkins and, you know, led as superbly as we knew he would. And his footballing ability for this level is just incredible. He could still be cutting it at League One easy.
6: Oh, what, what, what a man. What a man. Um, I mean, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Whenever it gets to sort of the uh, to the summer. I remember when uh, Grant Cochran came in, I think when David Sharp first arrived as well. It, it looked like, well, we were. I mean, they were quite open about it. We was cutting the... Uh, average age of the squad, weren't we? we? We're trying to get it lower, trying to get some sort of uh, prospects in the team that'll yeah. possibly go on into the future and make you know make money and things like that and sell on. Which isn't which isn't a bad thing, but I think it does go to show actually you do need some of those experienced players in your team as well, because they're the outstanding players at the moment. You know, Quinn, like you just said there, has been absolutely superb and we realised how much we missed him for those those six games. Neil Bishop was the same in his first season with us as well. Again, a lot of people didn't expect that. I think James Perch would have been as well if he was here. I think we've, well, we know we've missed him for a lot of games. Um, but you are seeing it now from like, John Joe O'Toole as well. So, so those type of players, not you know, one experience, but they've clearly still got it ability-wise as well. So you do need them within your within your squad.
2: Roger says, I hope O'Toole stays in January. He's vital for continued success. Hewitt made some great interceptions Tuesday and he's playing much better um, after settling in. And I think a lot of that actually also boils down to having O'Toole alongside him and, and talking through the game and being able to bounce off that a little bit more as well. Uh, Richard says, Trouble is when Faz and Joe play together, you can't tell them apart. Yeah, tell me about it. Always oh, quite <laughs> funny commentary, but there you go. Um, anyway, uh, we will talk um, a little bit about Salford in a couple of minutes' time. Uh, but first, we've got one thing uh, left to do and that is to round off Tuesday night as we uh, recap uh, all of the action. Commentary comes from myself and Lee Wilson for Mansfield 103.2. Sit back and enjoy... The tale of Tuesday night. Looks like it will be Carlisle United, the visitors who get us underway here at One Call Stadium. They
4: will go from left to right. Mansfield Town right to left, kicking towards the north stand. Kick-off in just moments. Can Mansfield Town get a much-needed three points and continue this winning run? Carlisle United have got us underway here and they sweep the ball across to this
2: near side with the number 17, Corey Whelan, who tries a ball down the left-hand side, goes out of play, and it will be a Mansfield Town throw. Mansfield Town make two changes tonight, as we say. Ollie Clark and Reece Oates go out, Harry Charlesley and Jordan Barry, the two that have come in and as we look at it at the moment, looks like Mansfield have sort of uh, set up, the three at the back just looking at the shape at the minute Lee looks like it's uh, Elliot Hewitt, John Joe Tall, and Wolf Forrester in the back three, with Charlesley tonight
4: playing as the uh, the right wing back, McLaughlin well, on the left.
1: It looks like me they've pushed McLaughlin higher, so they, a lot of teams do this, they play like a four at the back but they push it at the full back in.
4: McLaughlin gets the ball on the left hand side, sweeps it in inside for Maris, looking to turn inside the centre circle does well to spread it across the advantage Seeing Elliot Hewitt forward to the feet of Lapsley, who scored twice on Saturday and won goal of the round on an online poll earlier this week. Finds Stirk, first-time ball out wide left. McLaughlin heavy
2: control, but keeps it under control and goes back to Stirk. Mansfield build again, and Penn Carlisle in the
4: Carlisle half. Maris driving forward centrally. Now he's got options wide, right. If he can find him, oh, yeah, and he's oh, found yeah. Harry Charles. in hit right the box. Can Charles get a ball in? Pulls it back to Hewitt. First time. He's to in, in here. In he's, in. he's in. It's in there. Stephen McLaughlin heads in. A beautiful header. Mansfield Town 1. Carlisle United 0. We saw a fantastic team goal on Saturday at Doncaster Rovers. And Lee Wilson, as the clock strikes six minutes, we've just seen one more.
1: Absolutely fantastic play. You know, they must have kept the ball for 20 passes before. Great ball from Morris Hart-Wide. I thought he was going to whip it in first time, but he decided to put it back. Great ball in the back stick and then when we talked about the whiff at the start of the game, there was Matty getting in the back phones. A fantastic team goal and a great start for us. As much for oh, play, Charlie! Is, is it, it? Is Barry. back for Charles He is to the box, Charles
4: good save by the keeper Oh, oh. oh. That's a good deflection off the number five Rod McDonald oh. who did well to get across and stop George Maris getting a simple tap in. that was excellent yes. counting football from Mansfield with the press there again Keith It was they won the press sign the last
1: third and you know Barry released oh, he, just, he just couldn't strike it properly could he and he parried it and you know Morris just it's a good block in the end but Oh, so close good play though good play
4: left foot in it comes again lapsley uh, heads the ball up in towards the air Bishop watches it over his bar it's off oh. the line and Bishop has to convert <laughs> to it, and Is there first to it sure had the hearts in the mouth oh, for a minute
1: got away with that one you know I mean, it was it Charlesley. Charles Lee at the back, stick. You know, yeah. he did great at the back. God, cranky me, and then. So uh, did that a bit at the other end. Oh my God! Then Bish tried to, to tip it over, but I think the wind got it a bit, and luckily it fell back down to him. Cause, uh, but that just shows you when it's only one nil. You know, goals change games. Th- You're still in the game. Mansfield come
4: again. Maris 45 from goal. But now 30 from goals. Tries to spray it wide for Hewitt. It was a good run from Hewitt, but a poor execution yeah. from Maris. His fans shout behind. It him. Good, good tackle to win the ball back. Referee says it's a clean one. Hewitt finds Latsley 35 from goal, oh, drives that. forward. Latsley, central now for Quinn, first time for Sturt. Needs to try and find McLaughlin wide left, he does. Good pass, McLaughlin sets himself. Inside it goes for Quinn, oh, back to McLaughlin. Good, good, McLaughlin in the box, can he pull it back on oh, off the face of again? Oh, Jordan! Here's Hewitt! Bowery again! Oh, and it comes! And Carlisle United live to fight another day, they can oh. that's a clumsy foul by
1: Jordan Bowery. Great play from Quinn. Quinn and Macker there linking up really well. 1-2, running behind Macker great ball back and it just ran beyond us, I knew it came in, you know, it just, it just wanted that to fall to us, but it was a great bit of play,
4: great bit of play. O'Toole heads it away, Lapsley on the edge of the stakes box, Bowery, now Sturk, tries to play it out for McLaughlin, Mansfield needs to get bodies back forward again, but McLaughlin's under huge pressure, twisting and turning, and eventually gets the ball away, but again, it's aimless, and Carlisle pump it back forward, they're in possession, 30 from the Mansfield goal, That's Lapsley good. does enough to get something come on on then, Jordan, and come now on. Jordan, Bowery, could counter here, down the left-hand side, Bowery coming forward, down the left, Lapsley Inside him, Barry cuts inside on the edge of the box. It's Jordan Barry. Can he get a shot away? Ah. Tries to square it for Charles Lee and Carlisle clear the lines again. Barry there, he's tried to be unselfish and play it across. But he get as he cuts in on the edge he's, of the box, he's got space to Have
1: yeah, a go. He's had too many touches. He's held onto the ball. He's done. He's done great. He's done great. He's, he's ran in. He's attacked the box and then he's done brilliant. Then he's had come back and had a touch. A touch. Well, he should have attacked the box one touch and just put it across. Storm
2: Barrow, which is starting to sweep across, starting to take a hold. Can Mansfield weather it and can Mansfield weather the Carlisle storm in comes
4: the corner oh. three header Bishop punches it away and uh, Quinn eventually manages to get do the ball away but that's a great alert save from Nathan Bishop yeah,
1: do you know what I thought it was I actually thought it was the man that headed it off the line I couldn't be too thought. but the way you can see when he's put it in it's just swerving in Hey, oh. whoever stopped it well
2: done a dangerous ball I'm going to credit Nathan Bishop because it oh. looked like he got an arm across to it but it may well have been the Carlisle man
4: either way the Stags he, got away with it, it out, hang, yeah. on, hang on again here's Carlisle at the stocks box, the 27s inside the stocks box. The he goes ball. down. Well, Referee well says no, yes. and uh, Rawson gets it clear upfield. Sinclair has keep space the down ball, the left hand side. Don't give it We've away. Got to keep the ball here and not give the ball away. That's Sinclair well turns, finds space. Sinclair still has well it. Can he get a ball in towards the middle? He tries an audacious shot. Goes behind for a goal kick. It's but better. Look, it's better. We just need to, you know, just keep it there. If we can yeah. hold it there, I wouldn't advise us holding it for five minutes there. But, but he maybe he could have gone back in. Yeah. He had support from Quinn. But what Mansford have done really well tonight. Hold the ball yeah. for long spells in possession yeah. We just need to do that yeah. Let the clock run down Just let those sons of time oh. run down Carlisle on the edge of the Mansfield time box Here's the shot oh, oh, a ball. Mansfield cling on from the 27 <laughs> Cannons off the ball in play Into the stake box Headed away again oh, By you guessed it oh, up. Here he is that that Get that blue. What, what a strike, goal. by the way. And I think it's a stack oh. man inside the box who's gone down for treatment, and that just alleviates the pressure, but what a strike. Doing some goal. By Jordan Gibson, who rattles the bar of Nathan Bishop and Mansfield Town. Wow. They were a lick of oh. paint away from dropping points there. Nigel Clough, Andy Garner, screaming to their players to be alert. This is it. Lapsley forms a one-man wall. It'll be a left-foot delivery. Bishop Come stands on, inside Bishop. His, his, uh, his six-yard box. Oh. Arms in Come the on, air, marshing his defenders, he's on his tiptoes. Line, Referee's whistle, one hand in the air from the uh, free kick taker, and it comes out to one. No problem. And Nathan Bishop, close no no the the air, holds the ball in his hands, bowls the ball out to Tyree Tyre. and Tyree Sinclair is being off the ball, but Bowie volleys the ball forward, we reach the final seconds. Here's Sinclair inside on, the ref- final third. Referee looks at the watch, he wants that minute back he where it went down has the ball away. Mansfield survive again, but it's luck. boys! Here's the full-time whistle to the cheers of the Mansfield Enjoy Town it. fans. That is a huge, firstly, huge a huge relief for Mansfield who are clinging on, but also in terms of this season and the way Mansfield have been going of late. As you say, a huge result. Full time. Mansfield Town one. Carlisle United nil. I'm almost,
2: in a way, Alan, gutted that uh, the Carlisle goal didn't go in because the commentary line I was going to say was something along the lines of if that was a biscuit, it would have been a custard cream,
5: top level. <laughs> I am going to say I was going to ask the question, Craig, because when I took a radio with me into the box, set it up before the game and you could hear 1-3.2 could hear perfectly. And when it started to join the game, all I could hear was... <coughs> And that was it, so I had to switch it off. So I didn't oh, know whether the Green was mentioned
2: or not. Oh, I don't know. Maybe someone interfered with it, mate, and was trying to block me out in your ears. But were you listening <laughs> were you listening on uh, FM or were you listening on, uh, on on online? I was listening on FM. Oh, it should have worked then, I don't know. Turn it off and on again, mate. It usually works. Uh, anyway, uh, make sure you join us uh, again on Saturday for coverage as the Stags welcome Salford City uh, to the One Core Stadium and then full match commentary uh, the following week as the Stags head for Forest Green Rovers. Where, if you want to travel with the Stag Supporters Association, you can do so. They've still got places remaining. On their coach to the game. It's £15 for amber members, £20 for blue members, £25 for non members. Further information, call 967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597 to book your seat and to get further information. Departure time from the One Course Stadium is 10 a.m. Salford on uh, Saturday Nath, or as we call it, the Cam Felton Derby. <laughs> Yeah, I was just about to say that. I mean, uh,
6: I wonder why he's hiding away tonight. Is it just so he doesn't get any more stick? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it'd be obviously a, a different test from from Carlisle, but you know, we're seeing ourselves playing playing against those, you know, the other side of M one who we shall not be named. Hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're nothing to fear. So um, you know, we're again on a fantastic run. Is it? Um, a Good few. I can't remember how many league games in a. Uh, in a row, we've sort of, uh, is it, it, well, not five in a row, but it's five out of the last uh, six league games, isn't it? We've won. yeah. Um, so, you know, we're we're in great, I think we're second in the league form table as well. So, you know, we can go into that game, a lot of confidence, obviously, at home. Um, Hawkins being back is a massive plus. Um, well, provided he's over his, his illness, but he, he should be. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have been looking forward to it. And hopefully uh, it would be great to get another, Another three points and, what are we, five points off the playoffs? We could close that gap to possibly two. I mean, who would have thought that a couple of months ago?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like you said, second in the form table over the last uh, six games, third over the last eight games, uh, two defeats, uh, one draw, and then, of course, the rest wins uh, with, uh, like, like Nathan said, um, five out of the last six uh, league games all being uh, victories. Um, we're in good form, Alan, but Salford are a good side who um, will be feeling the pressure again because they're not where they want to be. And we know from Salford of the past that if they're not in and around the playoffs come Christmas time, the, the manager, regardless of uh, how well he knows the uh, the board at Salford, could be looking for, for a new job come the new year. They panic.
5: It- And we say it'll be squeaky-bum time for the manager if they're not up there and about the playoffs, like you said. But I'm saying with Nathan, I've got the same opinion. There's nothing to fear. No, not at all. all I've always said, if we concentrate on our game, everything else should drop into place. Because then, obviously, if they park the bus, we get a goal, they've got to come out and change their game. And that's only beneficial to Mansfield. Get that early goal, get the fans rocking, get the drum banging, and we'll be smiling.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we uh, turn our attention to other games, uh, namely podcast predictions, let's uh, answer a few uh, more comments in the chat. Uh, Jody says in the second half, the ref looked like he was playing for a draw. Um, and Richard says also need to get Sturks signed." Yeah, absolutely. We need uh, need one of them. We need to get him, uh, get him sort of because I think he's a, a young talent who's certainly uh, coming good uh, of late. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Time now, though, to uh, focus on uh, other games, namely Nathan Edge podcast predictions. Where on Tuesday night it was triple point Tuesday. Uh, none of us cor- uh, predicted the correct um, scoreline, though, so we only picked up three points in the end. But three's better than uh, three's better than one. Yeah, it is indeed. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit gutted because I remember, I'm pretty sure,
6: you know, when we did our initial um, predictions. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't put that score, but I'm sure I put Maka to score. Um, and obviously, he then got injured on Saturday, so I, I took him out of the contention for Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and then what does he go and do? He doesn't score. So yeah. um, that's, that, that that serves me right. After after banging on at Roger about trying to change scores and all that, and then I go and do it. Change change my prediction myself, and it backfires. But um, but yeah, uh, triple points. How did uh how did how did uh did anybody else get it? No, a everybody. Massive win?
2: No, everybody else uh, only. Everybody who played only scored three points, so in reality, they only scored one. However... From the Mansfield Matters news desk at 7.55. All games in December on the Mansfield Matters podcast predictions game will be awarded double points in a feature we're calling... Double point December. <laughs> Here's the immediate reaction of Nathan Edge.
6: Love it. <laughs> and uh, I'm a bit, bit disappointed. I mean, what what's uh, what's up for grabs, though, Mister Priest? What do you mean? What's up for double points? I've just yeah.
4: They're closing the yeah, yeah, is no, a no, bloody no.
6: title, man. Yes, but you haven't mentioned the, the ultimate prize. This is what I'm hinting at. What what ultimate prize? Well. If you're ever a bit thirsty or a bit cold. Oh, that
2: one. no, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Come no, on. no. Well, you know, there's a reason I was saving that, but you've All got right, to right, it, right. but there you go. Right. Anyway, um, as, uh, Mr Wilson, you are the uh, the guest on tonight's show, we will uh, give you, as uh, Super Sub, the, uh, the first chance to predict Saturday's game. You know how it works by now. Uh and score goal scorers for Salford on
5: Saturday. Go for it. I fancy Mansfield Town 2, Salford City 0. And the scorers, Ollie Hawkins if he's fit, and George Lapsley. Oh, George Lapsley to get a goal, Nathan. Just, just, just
6: point out if he's fit, that doesn't mean you get a substitute. You know, I know Correct. you're super. No, like that, <laughs> no. <you're> right. Right. <laughs> if, if he's
5: fit, he'll play. I assume Nathan. Yeah, that's yeah. All. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> uh, and
6: he's also going to be one of my goal scorers, so I'm with you. Um, so I'm going to go for two-one um, with goals from Oliver Hawkins and. Ooh, who do I go with? I think... I think he's going to pop up with an header. Not John Joel too this
2: time. i going to go with Huix. He's on fire. Oh, that's a good shout. And you beat beating me to it. Uh, I am going to go... I'm going to go for... I'm just debating whether we should keep, whether we'll keep another clean sheet or not. No, Salford have got a goal in them. Uh, 3-1 win. Um, and I am going to go for uh, Ollie Hawkins uh, to score on his return. Uh, I'm also going to go for Elliot Hewitt because I think we're going to do the reverse of what we did on Saturday. I think we'll get a goal in exactly the same way, but from the opposite side. Quinn with to whip a ball in, Elliot Hewitt at the the back stick to uh, bicycle kick it in. And I think the third goal... Will be scored by. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna back George Maris to get one. I think he's, uh, he's got one in his locker. He's due one, so I'm gonna go with him. If you guys at home want to play along with podcast predictions, uh, remember it's double point December, so every point you uh, score will be doubled. Um, and of course, uh, uh, you can get involved by clicking the link in the uh, description. Uh, time now, though, for another of our features. Yes, they keep on coming. Voice over Craig of the past. It's over to you. Dance along. It's the season of goodwill, and here at Mansfield Matters HQ, we're going to be giving away a maximum of 12 mugs. All right, less of a festive tie-in and more of me needing space in my car boot. Anyway, starting on Saturday, we'll be posting an anagram of a former player or manager on our social media pages, and all you have to do is work out who it is. We'll keep notes of who's entered and put those names into a mug, and then draw out 12 people who will each win, yes, you guessed it, A mug! As ever, there's a few rules. You can enter all 12 days and give yourself 12 chances to win, but you can only enter each day once. The first answer you give on a post, we will take that one. You can enter in the following ways. You can comment on each daily post, however you do run the risk of giving others the correct answer, but hey-ho, it's only a bit of fun. You can send us a direct message on that particular day with the correct answer or keep note of all the anagrams and use the Google form link which we'll make live on day 12 to send us all of your answers. It couldn't be more simple, although I know that you, Nathan, Cam, Clive and the rest of you guys will find a loophole that I've not thought of and try and exploit it. Enjoy and shammy stirrers from us all at Flame Sin Set Tram. That's Merry Christmas from us all at Mansfield Matters. Mugs. mugs. So there you go. Up oh, the mugs. There you go. That's why I didn't want to say mugs, Nate, because I knew it was coming. You see? Yeah, it was all speaking of mugs,
6: my my brother is very unhappy right now. I just just I've got to say it because yeah, you know, it'll remind me on Saturday. So no,
2: I'm gonna write on Saturday. I forgot to bring one on Tuesday because I was rushing from work. On Saturday is your job, Nathan. I'm putting this out in a live broadcast, the public <laughs> domain, so I don't get the backlash. Saturday morning. <laughs> before 12 noon you need to send me a message saying bring a mug and i will bring it to you at uh, either before the game or at half time so rem- remind me on saturday no anyway comments. obviously we are well into the uh, the uh, 12 mugs of
5: mugsmas now firstly mr wilson how are you finding it have you figured some of them out yet I figured some of them out but the one the when I was looking at the Doncaster one I really struggled with that one. Well, we're going to recap them all now for if anyone's missed them. They're all on our social medias.
2: The first one was Echoing Gull on day yeah, 1. That's the one I struggled with. Really? Yeah. That's, I know that's it is. That's it, the one it,
5: I've got. Wow, okay.
2: Brain freeze,
5: should
2: I say. There we go. Just looking the dugout. Uh, number two is this one, <laughs> Violent Pink King. Violent Pink King was day two. Whilst on day three, we had Bonniest Hutch. Bonniest Hutch. Day four, Jar Front Hod. Jar Frond Hod. And on day five, we had Wait Ask Strut. Wait," asked Struts. <laughs> now that was yesterday, and some of you have always been uh, already been on to me today and said, "Craig, where's day six? <laughs> it's here. Here it is. The first look at it. Uh, Mineral I try is this one. Mineral I try is day six. We'll put it on our socials later. Nathan, have you got any ideas uh, who this could be? Mineral I try.
6: Uh, I, I need longer than about. I need longer than ten seconds. You should know that by now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not what I've heard, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd save more for that one. Now, but I got say, <laughs> uh, Mr. Wilson, what about you? Have you uh, have you got it?
5: Not at the mineral, moment.
2: Mineral, I try. Well, doesn't matter if you don't get it right now, because like I said in the voiceover, you've got all twelve days. We're going to put a Google Forms link at the end of the twelve days with all the anagrams on for you to enter, and we'll put names in the mug, and then if you we'll draw your name out of the mug, and you'll win a mug. Nice and easy, nice and simple. A bit of a clue on this one. This person has been a guest on uh, Mansfield Matters' Stag Stories, and he's one of the few people to have not one, but two episodes. So there you go. So that's a little bit of a clue for you. That's all I'm going to say. If you want to see all of these anagrams and have time to work them out, they are, of course, on our social media pages for you to have a little look at uh, and to sort of take your time. Write them down and get involved. Lots of you getting involved already and enjoying it so far. So we're, we're glad you're doing that. So keep it up. Keep your comments coming in on uh, on those uh, anagrams on the posts. Send us a direct message, uh, and also um, it's uh, you know also you can send them privately in that uh, Google um, forms link uh, after date twelve. Uh, Coal miner man says, "Look how things have changed. Listening to your show now." few months ago Mansfield town is not for Christmas it's for life and Roger says bonniest hunt bonniest hunt I couldn't get they're all on our social medias clue on that one for you Roger conference winner that's all I'm saying Anyway, that's pretty much all we've got time for. Uh, thanks very much for joining us uh, again tonight. Mr. Wilson, it's always a pleasure um, to have you on. No Busy problem. Busy few games coming up, of course. This is the last home game on Saturday before Christmas, so I've got one question to ask you, and it and it is, will you be wearing your Santa outfit? No, I should be wearing my Santa hat. Yes, that'll do. That will do, Nate. That's enough, in it, just to get us in that festive mood. Yes,
6: I should be wearing my Santa hat. It's my it's my last game as well before I jet off to Spain.
2: So, when are you um, when are you when are you jetting off and leaving us? On uh, a week on Friday, so yeah, a week on Friday. So we're going to have to try and record the Mansfield Matters Christmas special before next Friday. i oh, will yeah, probably should be a bit of a warning. Shouldn't I? I mean, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> this show this just shows how much how
6: unorganised <laughs> this show is. Do I need? Do I need to pack my microphone? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only. It's all virtual these days, anyway. I can, I can join. That, is, Spain, tr- so that is true. I'll be there. Don't worry. I'll, I'll I can true. join some that sometimes. It's all good.
2: What's the time difference? It's only an hour. We're all good. And Spain, Spain, an hour in front or behind? We're now, we're an hour in, um,
6: in front. So I know the score before you.
2: It doesn't quite work <laughs> like that, mate. <laughs> I don't want to, don't want to ruin it for you, but it doesn't <laughs> quite work like that. And <laughs> you know what? I'll throw out the commentary, it's fine. Do you know what, you you thinking that?
7: That worries me (laughs) tremendously.
2: Anyway, that's all we've got time for. Thanks very much for joining us. Look out for Mr. Wilson in his uh, Santa hat. And if you can't get to the game, make sure you join us on uh, Mansfield 103.2 for coverage on that. Build-up starts at at one o'clock. So if you can't make it, make sure you've got your radio on. Even if you go into the game, take a little radio set with you, listen to the build-up on the way down uh, because we will get you right in the mood for kickoff and hopefully the hunt for another three points. Stephen McLaughlin's goal then was the difference between the two sides on Tuesday night. Can the stags go one better and make it a little bit more comfortable on Saturday afternoon as Salford City are the visitors to the one port stadium? We'll have more reaction, more comments, and much, much more stags-themed content between now and then and we'll be with you after the game and on Sunday as well for the Sunday sermon and before Forest Green next weekend for now though enjoy the rest of your week and remember get involved with the 12 mugs of Mugsmas get involved with podcast predictions all the details you need are in the description pack your stag shirts pack your santa hats and let's hope that it's an early Christmas present come Saturday afternoon as Mansfield Town and Nigel Club looks to continue the winning run this is the show for the fans by the fans why because mansfield always matters good night Hey, are you looking for a Christmas present? Are you looking for something to get a Mansfield Town-loving partner, sibling, relative, or even just that thing which occasionally me, Nathan, Cam, Clive, Alan, Simon are, friends? And look no further than a Mansfield Matters mug. Get yours now at mtfcmatters.co.uk. where the discount still applies. You can buy yours for a fiver in December because we're feeling festive and generous. And unlike Nathan's brother, Ricky, we will deliver it before Christmas. So make sure you get on there and support the podcast. Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas and Craigie Claus and Muggy Claus is coming to town. Why? Because Mansfield matters and mugs matter too. Buy yours today at mtfcmatters.co.uk because everybody this Christmas needs a mock.
3: days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.